Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Caroline Stephen here, financial journalist. This week's special guest on Talking Trading is life coach Barbara Stanny. Barbara's ex-husband was a compulsive gambler who left her with a $1 million tax debt. And she knew she had to get smart. So as a former journalist, she interviewed financially savvy women and she learned about money. She is now the author of six books, a life coach and a mentor. I loved interviewing Barbara. I loved her energy. I loved the way she spoke. She said many cool things, which you'll hear in the interview, like the high earners slogan, which is, if it's not illegal or immoral, just say yes. Or that greatness is that place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep hunger. But first up in the show, let's hear from Louise Bedford on your personal manifesto as she shares some words of wisdom from her morning journal. To master anything, you need to pay attention to the masters. And that's what talking trading is all about. One of the things I thought I might like to share with you today is an entry in my morning journal. As you know, I write in my journal every morning, well most mornings, sometimes I miss it and then I don't beat myself up, but I do tend to write just to keep the pen moving and it is amazing what does flow out of you when you use this process. It's like a direct route into your subconscious. I think it does help to have some level of personal manifesto, some way of being able to say, this is what I'm going forward to do today. I would like to read to you directly. Here's what I wrote this morning. I create my own safety. I am my own role model. I am the one I look to for an example. I am capable I will be bold, not mild today. I will seek the answers and not shy away from the realities. I will confront head on and reap the rewards and confidence that this brings. I am not my past. What is your personal manifesto for today? How are you going to go forward into the day to make the most of every opportunity? I'm sure you'll find a way to become the best trader that you can be. To master anything, you need to pay attention to the masters. We're going to give you monthly in-depth recordings for 24 months with Talking Trading Gold. 
Go to talkingtradinggold.com.au for inspiring ongoing education. talkingtradinggold.com.au Barbara Stanny is the author of six best-selling books, a life coach and a mentor. We speak to her now about her latest book, Sacred Success, and what she learned by interviewing high-earning women. Barbara Stanny, all the way from Portstown, Washington State. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to see your bright, shiny, bubbly face at this time of the morning. Barbara, let's talk about your work, Women and Money and Empowering Women to Get Money. How did you get started helping women with money? (laughs) You know, I swear, if anyone had told me when I was younger that I'd be doing this, I'd tell them they were crazy because I grew up wealthy. My father uh, was the R of H&R Block. It, it's a it's a large tax preparation firm. It's really huge, and 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 so I grew up in this wealthy family. And the only advice my father ever gave me about money was, "Don't worry." And I thought that was great advice. I loved it. I didn't understand money, and I married a man who was a stockbroker. So he managed everything. But what I found out very early in our marriage is he was a compulsive gambler, and I continued to let him manage the money because that's how intimidated I was, how terrified I was by anything financial. And it was, and I, 15 years this went on. And finally, after I got a divorce, I decided money's not my thing. I don't want to deal with money. Well, when you don't deal with money, your money will deal with you. And I got tax bills for over a million dollars. And that's when I knew I had to get smart. And I did. I realized it was very different for me and I've seen for women than it is for men. In what way? Well, I think part of it is men, by and large, have been raised to be financially successful. Women, by and large, have raised to be financially dependent. But no one taught either one of us about money. So men tend to go full force and take risks, and we women tend to hold back a little bit. You said that financial for successful women is more about money. It's actually the personal right of passage into your power. I believe it. You know, I started noticing when I wrote my first book, Prince Charming Isn't Coming, How Women Get Smart About Money. I started, that's when I realized, wow, the women, the reason women have difficulty with money has nothing to do with money per se. It is their fear of or ambivalence about power or what they believe or perceive power to mean. And I remember interviewing a psychologist who specialized in money. And I said, why are women so afraid of their power? And she said, powerful women have been burned at the stake. And And that really gave me chills. We women are scared of our power because we don't, men and per, women perceive power in two very different ways. So men ex, assert power by asserting control. Women exercise power by building relationships. For a man, wealth and power, by and large, wealth and power are the ultimate goal. For women, wealth and power are a means to an end, a tool for making a difference, for helping others, for giving back to our community. And I think when the financial world and the financial industry and the financial media start speaking to what motivates women, 
it's going to make a huge difference. All right, let's talk about women in their power. Your latest book, Sacred Success, A Course in Financial Miracles. What's your book about? I thought it was going to be a book about women who make millions because that was my next goal. I made a, uh, I wrote a book called Secrets of Six-Figure Women, and after that, I started making six figures. I thought, wow, I make six figures. Now I want to interview women who make millions. And what I found out, it wasn't how much these women were making. It was how they were doing it. They were doing it in a very different way than what the world, i.e. men, model. And what I saw is these women were playing a very different game. It's a game I called sacred success. And sacred success means pursuing your soul's purpose for your own bliss and the benefit of others while being richly rewarded. Here's the interesting thing. There's three levels of financial development. There is survival, stability, and affluence. To go from survival to stability, you need to have a profit motive. Money's good. Money's great. I want to make money. I want to. It's good. To go from profit, to go from stability to affluence, you, could, you have to give up the profit motive. Profit is a desired outcome. But the purpose, the primary purpose of sacred success, of creating affluence, is, is achieving greatness. And I define greatness, paraphrasing a quote by Fred Buchner, and he said, greatness is that place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep hunger. And when we can, when we can do what we're here on this planet to do in a way that meets some deep hunger in others and be richly rewarded, ask for what we want, don't take any less. That is sacred success. How do you find your rich gladness? But this is really important because sacred success is about is purpose-driven, not profit-driven. And finding your purpose, I think, is key for us. I think it's key for everyone. And they found the study of people who live the longest have purpose-driven lives. How do you find your purpose? You look at what has brought you the most joy. Where have you really lit up? And there could be something like making people smile. One For one woman, it was when she rolled down a hill on her back and she was having so much fun, she realized her purpose was not only to have fun, but to spread fun among others. You interviewed over 156 figure women. And they had forged highly successful careers using seven key strategies. Barbara, can you run us through some of those strategies? You know, that book was written a while ago. I don't remember, but I, okay, so I, I'm going to tell you what I think are the key, the ones mm. that had the biggest effect on me. I think if I would say the biggest strategy, it was do what you fear. I ask under earners. When's the last time you did something you were scared to do? And they'd scratch their head and think, high earners would laugh and say that it's a way of life. I had what I called the high earning slogan. If it's not illegal or immoral, I just say yes. <laughs> so the number one requirement for going to the next level in anything, whether it's making more money or, or losing more weight, is 
always to do what you don't think you can do, to go outside your comfort zone, because success in anything is found just outside your comfort zone. So I would say that is the, the number one. The number two is, is surrounding yourself with support. We women are so, we're relationship-oriented. And, and there's a saying, you become who you're with. And I found that under-earners tend to hang out with, with, uh, with naysayers, with pessimists, with worry wards. Not, not, not bad people, but they're scared. High-earners surround themselves with people who are playing at the level they want to play at. And, and you don't even have to know these people. I talk to so many high-earners who found role models just by watching others, what they did. They were inspired, and it inspired them to play a bigger game. Another, another one that's really important, and that is to have an intention. To have a clear intention, it's time to make more money. A clear intention. And an intention is different than a goal. A goal is something, is a destination you want to reach. An, an intention is a commitment to reach it. So no matter what happens, there is no back door. I am going to make more money. And one of the ways, the only way to do this, the only way is by doing what you're scared to doing, by stretching, by doing what you're scared or speaking up and asking for more and saying no to what doesn't work. So how did you end up earning six figures and then later larger figures, you personally, Barbara? I, I think the biggest thing, so I started interviewing the, these women, and they were very confident, these women who were making six and, and big six figures, <laughs> big. And what I found is they were very confident, I expected them to be, but as we got deeper into the interviews, every single one of them struggled with fear, struggled with self-doubt, felt like a fraud, or people were going to find out, and I thought, Oh my God, that's just like me. But the difference between them and me is that they didn't let us stop them. They felt the self-doubt and they did it anyway. And so what I started doing, I didn't change anything. I kept coaching, I kept speaking, I kept writing. But what changed is I started upping my fees. I started asking for more. And what was really scary is at the beginning, no one wanted to give it to me. Nobody. And so I was still in the middle of my interviews because I started making six figures before I even finished those interviews. And I was in the middle of my interviews and I would talk to them and I'd say, you know, I've been asking for more, but I'm not getting it. They said, yeah, just keep at it. They keep at it. The more you recognize your worth, the more they will recognize your worth. And I did and it worked. How does a woman who's earning six figures or seven figures feel and look like? You know, she's happy. Well, not all of them are happy. There's what I call the hard-driven high earners. They usually push themselves so hard that they break down or they wear out. But the, the happy ones, the ones that had a quality of life, those are the ones I was interested in. And, and they were happy. They were happy because they were doing what they love. And that is another strategy. Doing what you love is critical. I remember interviewing one woman who was an investment banker, and I said, do you love what you're doing? And she said, mm, no, I bet if I loved what I was doing, I would be making a hell of a lot more. If you, when you do what you love and you have the passion and you're 
intention is to make money, but your primary purpose is to make a difference. That motivates me. That motivates you. Let's talk about if you're feeling stuck and women are feeling stuck. How do you recommend women get unstuck? I I wrote a book called uh, Breaking Through, Getting Past the Stuck Point. And I interviewed or I had women write their stories of how they've got unstuck or how they've helped clients get unstuck. And one of the big things I notice is when you are stuck, it is because you have an internal conflict, which means a part of you wants it and a part of you doesn't. And the key is going in and examining the part of you that doesn't want it, whatever it is. So when you're feeling stuck, know there's a part of you. And so one of the exercises that I've done and I have clients do is ask, why don't I want this? What is the payoff for staying stuck? And always there's a deeper fear, a deep fear underneath. And if you can identify the fear and feel the fear, don't try to push it down, feel it, let it come up to heal, you must feel. And when you can release that fear, you have all that energy that was holding it down to move forward. In all the people you've interviewed, which has been hundreds, do you have a story of a particular woman that sticks out in your mind, someone who you found particularly inspirational, other than your good self? Because I know your story is very inspiring. Yeah. Yes, I do. I don't know. It just came to me. So I interviewed this woman. She was a choir director at a church. And and she was working 14-hour days, getting paid nothing. And she was watching this TV show that showed an, a lion eating a zebra. And she felt like that zebra, like she was just being eaten alive by all the demands on her. And she knew she had to leave, and she knew she had to quit, and she didn't know how to do it. And this is the thing I found. You don't have to figure it all out ahead of time. You just have to have the intention, and you will be shown. So she said she was going to leave her job as a choir director. And she went to a financial planner to see how she could navigate it financially. And so he, he did all, what all the financial planners do. And she sat there and she said, you know, this is so cool what you are doing. This is absolutely amazing. And he said, Lois, you could do this too. And she said, never. I'm a choir director. I've never worked outside of a church. Well, within a year, she was working for him. And within, I don't know how many years, She was a partner in the firm, making way over six figures. Wow. And it just goes to show you don't need to plan it all out. You know, you just need to see see what the next steps are. There's quite a few things I'd like to ask, but let me ask you this. What are three things a woman can do to get smart about money, especially a busy woman who doesn't have much time? Great. I have... I have, a, I have an ebook that's free on my website, barbarastanny.com. And I talk in there about the, the busy woman's blueprint for, uh, for creating wealth. And it's three steps to get smart or smarter about money, and it never ends. The first step is every day read something about money, even if it's just the headlines of the business section of the newspaper, even if it's just for one minute, even if you take a book out and read one paragraph, even if you're standing in line, you take a money magazine instead of people magazine and you leaf through it because so much of getting smart or smarter is just familiar with the jargon, with the current trends. This is what I did. Then every week, talk about money. 
have a conversation that knows more than you and, and ask them, how did they get smart? What would they recommend for you? What are the mistakes they've made? What books you would good what some good resources they can send you to? Because it's our secrecy and silence that keeps us stuck. So every day read, every week talk, and every month save. Automatically put money into a savings account. And then when you have maybe three to six months of savings, you invest that. And so every day read, every week talk, and every month save. And you'll be amazed in like three or four months how much you will how much you will have changed. I don't want to let you go, but we have run out of time. Barbara, where can people find out more about you and pick up copies of your books, which are numerous? Bart, go to Barbara Stanny, S-T-A-N-N-Y, barbarastanny.com. And there's everything you need to know. There's lots of information there, lots, lots of goodies, lots of, lots of stuff. Thank you for your passion. Thank you. It's fun talking to you. that's all we have for you today guys make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode with gary stone on how to protect and build your nest egg it's an interview that every investor should hear i'm caroline stephen thanks for your company we'll see you next time you've been listening to talkingtradingcomau with caroline stephen make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views commentary and expert opinion Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.